I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to In Game Live right here on the Sports Grid on a Sunday afternoon with a packed slate, number of baseball games that are live, a game right now over in both the NBA and the NHL. I am Kevin Walsh. I am joined by George Kurtz as we follow all of the action. George, uh, two hours down, one more to go. It's been flying by uh, to start the day. It is so good to have sports back. I mean, really, it's so good. Uh, the, you know, this might be my favorite show because in-game live means we have games, right? So this, it's just fantastic to have all the games back. Uh, NBA, NHL, MLB, hopefully the NFL in uh, about five weeks. We get that back too. Uh, it just feels like everything's back. As for me, it feels like everything's back to normal. You know, watching the games, uh, doing the research, doing the studying, the stuff I'm used to. I'm sure my wife might feel differently. I'm sure she enjoyed me doing yard work all day. But uh, I'd much, much prefer to be watching uh, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, ping pong. I don't care. Give me a game. <laughs> uh, right now, the updates throughout the uh, these sports. Uh, the Nets hold a 46-41 lead. Six and a half is the live spread there, plus 250 for the Wizards to come back and win the game. 219 and a half is the total there. The second quarter has had a lot more offense, but uh, what was a disgraceful offensive first quarter might leave this thing uh, maybe too big of a mountain to get back uh, into where we wanted to be. We will certainly, though, be following along there. 3 nothing. the Coyotes lead, or was 3 nothing. I should say. It is now 3-1, George. The Predators scored. The live total is now up to 7.5. 
Yeah, Pred scored a late goal there, so that's an important goal. At least you get some momentum going into the second and third periods there. Philippe Forsberg on the power play, unassisted, was that Predators goal. They're between periods now, so uh, it was dominated by uh, Coyotes. Every time I looked up at the screen, Coyotes were all over uh, Soros and Net here. I do wonder if Pekka Rene is going to start the second period for the Preds. I would assume that. Uh, and once again, he used to be a fantastic goalie. He's not that goalie anymore. The last couple of seasons have been iffy. This season was actually bad. So uh, it's all Coyotes right now. But I guess you might say that the Preds have a sliver of hope. It did score three oh. seconds up in the period. That's generally a momentum builder here. Let's see what they can do. We will be obviously giving you guys all of the updates there as they do come in. We've got a 1-1 baseball game in Kansas City. They're hosting the White Sox. The Reds uh, behind the bat of Castellanos hold a 3-0 lead over his former team in the Detroit Tigers. Twins early 2-0 lead right now over the Indians, hoping that we maybe see some runs there for the first time uh, in this four-game set. This is the final game of those uh, four games. The Braves right now hold a 3-0 lead. Over the Yoannis Cespedes uh, S less without, however you would say it. Cespedes is not with the Mets right now. They think he's okay, but they don't know where he is. Very, very weird situation. Pirates are up one nothing right now on the Cubs, uh, but the Cubs are still minus one forty favorites to come back and win that game. Then we've got the Rays and the Orioles. George one one. We are into the seventh live. The Rays are minus one sixty eight on the money line. Rays are making me mad. They're making me mad. <laughs> uh, one run against the Orioles. That's oh, awful. Uh, let's see. Well, listen, it's, uh, I'm going to take the uh, optimistic approach here. Once again, if I didn't lose on the Rays yesterday, I would probably think about doubling up on them now you know, and going for it again here. Uh, they're the better team than the Orioles. We just know they're the better team. It's not hitting very well right now. Obviously, today they're pitching fine. But they're just not hitting very well. So a frustrating day. And I also would probably think, uh, as far as you know, live betting, Cubs, you know, I think uh, I know Lester's not great, but he seems to be pitching okay here. One run in three innings. The Cubs mm-hmm. aren't hitting yet. Uh, we did talk about Chris Bryant out of the lineup today uh, with the gastrointestinal issues there. Uh, which to me just sounds like you have diarrhea. Uh, so maybe he'll get in that bat later. But uh, good times for Chris Bryant. Yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> just you know it's one of those weird years where guys are out for all these reasons and then you know, stomach issues is like yeah whatever it is what it's just like yeah people are going to be missing games well, and in all uh, we expect you, that yeah right 162 mm-hmm. games hey, you missed a game for stomach issues oh who cares you know 60 right. games now you missed remember he missed yesterday too so he missed two games in 130th of the season here with uh, mm-hmm. gastrointestinal issues. So you're a little bit more concerned now, absolutely. Twins are about to score again. I see a single up the middle guy running home here, and he is safe. The Twins wearing the powder blues. I mean, from the 80s, the powder blue unis today. You talk about wanting mm-hmm. to stand out here. Uh, how about them Twinkies? <laughs> the, the the Twinkies is a name that I, I've always heard Scott Wetzel refer to them as, but he refuses to call any team by their actual name. Is that a, was that an actual nickname for them at one point? Uh, I'm not going to tell you it's good, but I'm something I've done a lot. I mean, uh, it, it's more natural. Twins, Twinkies. I don't like Twinkies. I never liked that. Uh, whatever. I, just, I don't know the yellow cake and the too much frosting in the middle. Whatever. Not a uh, not a favorite of that. But uh, it does come right. come naturally at times. Uh, I mean, they're also with Twinkies. We're Yankee fans, so they have a Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Or is it? They're the Yankees. Yeah. They're the Washington Generals. 
to the Harlem Globetrotters for us, right? I mean, right. we know we're going to play them in the playoffs. You know you're going to wipe them out. Next. Thank you, uh, Twins. Thanks for showing up giving us a couple, you know, three games for warm-up. Next. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It really is. Like, I just – it blows my mind, that type of run against the team. It's a great way to put it is the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals asking. They just – they can't beat the Yankees. Like, it's bad. They can hit. They just don't have the pitching. They just don't. And once again, it's one of those series where during the regular season, sure, the Yankees aren't throwing their, throwing their best. You're going to play a lot. Of, what, last year, they had some fun games, 10-9 games, 12-11 games. They were fun games to watch. But in the playoffs, you're getting the Yankees' best. You're not going to get the fourth, fifth starter, sixth starter. You know? You're know, getting the Yankees' best. Top relievers, completely different game. It's not. It hasn't been much of a contest. This is not to say the Twins can't win. They did reinforce their pitching this year. I still it doesn't match up to the Yankees. Barrios is not cold. You know, and the Yankees have haven't had much problem with him uh, either. Oda Rizzi's a nice number two, but he's not Paxton. They can't match up. The bullpen doesn't come close. So that's their uh, that's their issue here. They are a better team. They're getting better, but they're not quite at the Yankees level yet. But then again, I'll say this this doesn't mean they can't win a five game series or a seven game series. You know, anything can happen in baseball, but it's the odds are just stacked against them. Undoubtedly. Uh, all right, so we do have, we've now hit the half uh, in Wizards, and that's 54-54. And uh, this is kind of what I was talking about with these teams. So they scored 45 points combined in the first quarter. They scored 63 combined in this second. Now, this game should be flying over. Okay? These clowns, though, refused to show up in that first quarter. Uh, I guess that's what you can kind of expect with teams of maybe this quality. But for me, guys, it's a live overplay. Okay, the number right now that I'm seeing here at the FanDuel Sportsbook is 20 and a half. Uh, so 54-54 means we're at 108. So you would need uh, 112 or so rather 113 uh, in the second half to hit that number. And I think we get there. I really do. I think this game starts to open up now. I think both teams have to be feeling a lot more comfortable with the way that they just played in quarter number two versus quarter number one. I think it was just a slow start, maybe a little tense. Again, it is an important game. Uh, but I think that that's now been shaken out a bit. Thomas Bryant looks amazing. He's four or five from deep. He's got 18 points uh, in this game. He's going to continue uh, to be going. And I think even on the Nets side of things, uh, Karis LeVert still has another gear to go. Scored nine points in that first half. I expect a big half from Karis LeVert uh, in the second. So for me, uh, especially with the Nets only shooting 26% from three in that half, uh, I do believe that we are set to see a much higher scoring half number two uh, in that game. I will say this, though, George. um, I've yet to see a live basketball line that I will implore you to bet. You must bet. uh, It is a guarantee. You know, I was thinking about that uh, before the show started today. I'm like, I I wonder if Kevin's going to talk me into getting a bet. By the way, when I say talk, I don't think Kevin's going to be badgering, but he's going to be so high on something that it convinces me in my head. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's let's put something on this. I was uh, it does it in the back of my mind. I have done it a few times. Like I said, Gabe has taught, and I, I say it again, he's not talking me into it, but by listening to him talk, and I do listen because I'm not a basketball. That doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. I know more about basketball right. now from working with this network than I've ever known. I think it's by far <laughs> once again it's osmosis. You have no choice. You know, for all yeah. the work we do, either on our own shows or on other shows that we're on, uh, that we do work for. So I know more about basketball than I ever have. Uh, it's not that I dislike the sport. I have no problem with the sport. I enjoy playing basketball. I still play on the street with uh, the street kids. I am that kind of uh, adult. 
know, the kids are out there playing. I got a couple, bunch of kids on my block. You know, they, if they don't mind me playing, I don't mind. You know, I'll play a little bit. It's fun. Uh, same thing when I was a kid there. But uh, what turned me off from the game is a lot is uh, same thing that happened the other night or every night is that the last couple of minutes just take forever and it just it just bores me and I, I just lose interest. Yeah. And I know the last couple of nights I uh, I rec- I'm, a, I'm I'm the guy who records Sports Center at eleven o'clock at night and ESPN has the game, so it's always Sports Center is delayed by 15, 20 minutes because those last two minutes, which I end up watching by the way, so I do watch. Uh, take just mm-hmm. take forever. I don't I'm fast forward, so I don't know who the players are. But I watch the athleticism. You know, it's uh, some oh. of the plays are fun. I like alley oops as much as everybody else. You know, alley oop dunks. Uh, I think they're incredible. You know, they're, that's yeah. what I enjoy watching, and then the three point shots as well, because I know I kill myself to be able to hit a uh, a shot from three point range playing in the street. All I do is hit bricks. <laughs> oh, that cracks me up. Uh, I'll tell you though, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. We've also got a game uh, that'll be getting underway at three thirty: Blazers Celtics. And uh, I'll quickly let you guys know that this is a tough one to call from a spread uh, perspective here. Because you're now asking yourself, am I really now going to have to start kind of capping this from a desire perspective? Uh, In that the Blazers still have so much to play for. And the Celtics, of course, want to, you know, keep their three seed. But look, honestly, with the way the Sixers looked last night, the attraction of being the six, the three seed is supposed to be playing the six-seeded Pacers. At the end of the day, the Celtics just don't want to play the six. So they're going to approach every game how they're going to approach it. And look, this is not a team that wants to lose. And them losing their first two games um, is unlikely. But I don't really love laying four and a half against the Blazers. Nor, though, am I really over the moon um, about going out there and trying to lay an over, uh, or rather lay the, uh, take points, because the Celtics do have the ability to turn it up. Where I'm looking right now, though, guys, is I'm looking for the Celtics offensively. Again, they just didn't have it in that opening game. Uh, Jason Tatum was shot two of 18 at only five points. As a team, they were below 30% from three. The Blazers are a team that are going to allow a lot of points. Even in games that they're competitive in, they bleed, bleed points. And I expect that to continue. Even in games where you know, their lives are on the line. They can't help but give up the buck one. And we're looking at it right now. The total is 228 here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And maybe some people are saying, I went over the first game. Yeah, okay. I still think we might get there. And we went over again in the second half. And I'm going over here, though, again, in this Celtic Blazers game of uh, 228. And I also want to check quickly this Jason Tatum prop because he's the type of player I expect to bounce back. It's 23 and a half. Minus 122 is a little bit of juice, but I think Tatum should bounce back as well. All right, we hit a break. We come back more in game live next year on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome right back here to In-Game Live. Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. And do feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Of course, when we leave you guys, there will still be a lot of action tonight. Uh, so you can follow us along. Anything we're on, uh, we can possibly be tweeting at you guys. And also let us know what you're going to be on for the rest of the night. You can find George over at George Kurtz. You can find me at the Kevin Walsh. And of always, uh, follow along uh, on SportsGrid, at SportsGrid on Twitter. Keep up to date with everything that we have going on over there. Uh, looking for the live updates right now, George. On the hockey side of things, uh, we've not seen the fifth goal currently still sitting at 3-1 for a Coyotes lead. We are 3-1. Arizona leads, Kyle, Arizona leads Predators. About 14-40 left in the second period here. Once again, Coyotes had a power play, didn't score on it. Predators, this game seems that every time I look up, it's being played in the Nashville zone. Every time. Mm-hmm. I'm really seeing Nashville much on the uh, in the offensive side of things here. Uh, it's it's a little strange. The Coyotes, like I said, they play like the Islanders, but generally that means you're going to be in the Islanders zone. They just have a very good defensive system. This one, though, the Arizona seems to be dominating the game. They're just always there. They're there again now. Nashville can't get out. They keep turning the ball, the puck over in the neutral zone, and that's a problem here. They have not been able to figure out Arizona as of yet. I don't see any reason why you'd want to put any money on Nashville right now. I don't care what the price is. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. And right now, the number uh, that the FanDuel Sportsbook is offering is plus 390, but these games are about flow. And I might even, you know, you look at the Coyotes at minus 160 for one and a half. Not only are you up two goals, but George is saying you're threatening and the empty netter can always be on your side. Minus 160 is a lot, but if you had to play it, George, that'd probably be the way to go. Yeah, I think that's the way. Well, that certainly would be the way to go. The uh, empty net certainly could be in uh, in play here. Uh, you will see once again; these are pretty much playoff games. So two empty net goals wouldn't be a shock. Most teams figure, why? Why do I care about losing by two goals or three goals or four goals? A loss, a loss. 
because you're not worried about uh, you know goal dif- differential here. Either you want to win or you want to lose. So you don't care how many you give up here. So anything that sooner or later is going to come into play. We haven't seen it yet, though. And we will, of course, like we say always, guys, follow along there with the updates, too. Uh, that will come in. Uh, let's see if we've got any scoring update here. Indians finally crossed the plate now. There's four runs in that game. So the total of nine and a half is uh, in line with where we liked the pregame. But nothing to show there just yet. The Mets offense uh, really just has yet to show up today. And um, in the ways that you need them to, I should say. Uh, seven hits is nice. But they've they managed about one of twelve with runners in scoring position. They've left nine guys on base. Just for perspective, right? Like they've had twelve at bats with runners in scoring position. The Braves, who lead this game three nothing, have only had six, and they're zero for six, by the way, in those at bats. Okay, but the ability to have a bases loaded walk. Then a ground out that got a run, and they had a solo shot. So it's really not even been timely hitting by the Braves. They've just been capitalizing on the Mets' mistakes here. It makes me wonder, you know, if they start to piece it together, could the Mets be live in a way? Because the Braves right now have not necessarily shown up, and you're getting it at plus 880. Yes, but the Mets are the exact opposite of the kind of team that you like to back when they're down. They're the team that you like to bet against when they're up. That's just how. That's just who they've been this year, George. I get it. I'm. I'm not going to do it, mind you. Uh, as far as uh, betting the Mets here uh, to come back, I mean, they had their chances early, and I just don't think it's going to come back. Now we got one out in the seventh inning here for the uh, for the Mets. Uh, nobody on base, so nothing's really going on here. I just don't see the Mets getting some kind of big comeback. Now I'll give you this. It's not like the Braves have some kind of lockdown bullpen. They don't. Melanson, he has issues. Luke Jackson, Shane Green. None of these guys is an ace reliever, ace closer. They're all solid guys, but I wouldn't call any of them aces here. So the Mets certainly have the capabilities of it. But I wonder if this is one of those games. And this is where, I, you know, the suspended story that, you know, we've been talking about off and on for this show is important because you want to see the back of the Mets players, too, uh, back of their heads as well. Well, he didn't even show up. You know, now we can't we can't get a big hit here. We've had chances all day here. You know, let's just get out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. We've now we're going to lose five straight to Atlanta, our main rivals in the East. Let's go. It's just it's just not working here. You know, almost like turn the page here. It's it's just not happening for the Mets right now. So no, I don't feel any big love to, uh, for the Mets to come back in this game. Don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, no, I think it's fair to say uh, they are. It's frustrating to see, man. It's frustrating to see because, again, proximity-wise, I'd rather – I got my, I got two brothers that are both Mets fans. You know, I, I take no – occasionally I take joy in them struggling. Occasionally. Right now, though, it's it's game after game after game. After, I mean, this is just – it's miserable to watch. George, one game we actually didn't hit pregame. Um, and for me, I'm right now kind of letting this series play out. I'm not really, you know, too into it. Um but it is Padres Rockies. It is a big series. Potentially, one of these teams gets into the postseason. Uh, did you take a look at this one pregame at all? Any intrigue there for you? Well, the first thing San Diego, Colorado. What's the first thing we're looking at? Coors Field yep. over. What is it? What is it? Eleven and a half. Yeah, I put something on it. The over. Obviously, I I don't know if I've ever ever bet an under at Coors. I don't think I have ever. I don't always bet the over, but uh, I'll look at it once again. You're looking at two. Average, this is what was the clincher for me, two average starting pitchers, Davies, Sensatella, 
And more importantly, well, I shouldn't say more importantly, but something I also looked at, I mentioned it earlier, Wade Davis on the IL. Scott Oberg hasn't played this season. He's Two of their best relievers aren't there. You know, so I think that stretches the bullpen out a little bit. So, yeah, I went the over in this game. I don't know. For the game itself, I did not touch the game. If I was going to, probably the Padres on the uh, on the money line, certainly not the run line, minus 196. Uh, but I can be convinced of the uh, the run line for the uh, for the Rockies at plus 152. But that being said, uh, I think the uh, I think once again the over is the way to go here. Now, George, I don't want to bring this up, okay? But we got to give people a live update. Great, I already know where this is going. Yeah, there it is. I mean, George, what is going on? They they're not hitting. Like, I mean, really, that's what they're not hitting. I might be wrong here. Maybe I'm overreacting. I have a feeling that minus 200 or better favorites right now might have a losing record in baseball. Is that crazy to say? Because it feels that way. I don't think it's crazy to say no. Well, it's crazy at all. Listen, baseball, <laughs> it's been like this way for a couple of years. It's, when you think about it, it's the way all sports teams should be thinking. If you're not in position to compete for the championship, maybe the cup, the trophy, whatever it might be, then you probably want to be terrible because it's where you get those low draft picks and build up that way. Astros, Cubs. You know, we see this in football where, you know, once, you, once you're out, tank. You know, Miami Dallas tried to tank last season by trading everybody and their mother away. They ended up playing better than they, what they thought, so they, they didn't get that number one overall pick. Probably still got the guy they really wanted in Tua, but uh, they wanted to lose. We see this in hockey all the time. Uh, you know, Buffalo Sabres years back uh, were actively trying to lose and end up not losing enough. You know, it happens. And in baseball, it happens too. And I think in the way the systems are designed, that's probably what you should do. Since there's no penalty for losing or trying to lose, you lose and you want to be bad. You know, you don't want to be mediocre. You know, you don't want to be that the 500 team that gets you nowhere. This year it might in baseball, you might get in the playoffs with the 500 team because they extended it. Listen, when 16 of 30 teams are going to make the playoffs, you're probably going to have a bad team or two in there. Once again, it's just the numbers uh, that I'm telling you. Speaking of bad teams, oh, I thought the Mets bounced into a double play. It's a, a replay. Damn, it would have been a great segue, but no. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I, they, they showed a replay. As I was talking about bad teams, I had a nice little line going for the Mets there. So uh, eh, it didn't work out. What are you going to do? Met game, though, still 3 nothing. Uh, Braves. There's one out, runner on, Pete Alonso up. Uh, it's one zip. Shane Green, the aforementioned Shane Green, on the pitch for the Bravos. Uh, and we are finally underway as well uh, in Flyers Bruins. Uh, just kind of for timing perspective, George, how long uh, are we into that game? That game just started. Uh, NBC okay. starts the games. It's it. This is annoying. This annoys me all sports, by the way. When they tell you the game time is three o'clock, when they don't tell you is that we're going to have a you know a fifteen twenty minute pregame show first. You know, just tell me what time the game is scheduled to start. Not tell me with your pregame show. Uh, so once again, there were 16 minutes left in the first period there. No score. And that's when that's not all that much of a surprise. I'm starting to like Philadelphia more and more. I, since, we and I, since you and I talked before and I realized uh, that not only is Pastic a little banged up, but Brad Marchand is also banged up in this game. That's two-thirds of that great line. They're both playing. I just don't know how long they're going to play for or what percentage they're at here. And I already mentioned Tuka Rask is out. I'm gonna, I am going to put something on Philadelphia in this game. Uh, I like it then. Um, and my dad will be happy to hear that as well as a big Flyers fan. Uh, and I think it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see the difference in 
the seeding games versus the playoff games or knockout games, however you kind of want to label those, uh, the five, uh, you know, 12, all those different matchups that we have where it's elimination games. Uh, so it'll be interesting to follow those. Undoubtedly, we got our a little bit over a minute into Wizards Nets for the second half. Uh, 60-57 now. The Wizards have taken the lead. Thomas Bryant continues to be a menace in that one. The total is 221.5. Again, we jumped on a live over of 220.5 at halftime. So that's good to see. Let's get that thing uh, continuously creeping uh, over. And really, guys, where I think now we're going to try and see what has to happen for the Wizards to flip to favorite. And I'm not saying that meaning I want to come back on the Nets. But when it happens, Will it feel as if maybe the game's out of reach? Will it be, you know, will it feel like maybe something is fluky? Like one area, uh, guys, I think you could follow along with and maybe find the value is the next time Thomas Bryant heads to the bench. He's got 22 points, and he's a game high plus 14 right now. He's been incredible, okay? But think about that. He's a plus 14 in a game that they're up by three. If you head over to the Wizards bench, right? Mo Wagner minus 11, Jerome Robinson minus 12, Ish Smith minus 4, Jarman Grant minus 2. Those are the only four guys that have gotten bench minutes. All a minus. Then you go over to the net side of things, okay? The entire bench is plus. Plus 4 is the low there for that bench. They've done a nice job scoring as well. They've been packing a, a bit of a punch there, 21 points. From their bench. They've done, uh, again, a very, very nice job, plus three so far in bench score. So maybe that'll be an interesting way to play. If the Wizards have a lead where the Nets go to plus money as we end, or as Thomas Bryant heads to the bench, maybe then you come back around, grab the Nets, and see if they can make this thing close. Now, of course, you guys still have to be cautious in that approach because Thomas Bryant will close this game. Okay? It's not to do with foul trouble or anything like that. He's only not the one foul. It's just normal rest but he's been the best player on the court thus far so we will certainly keep tabs on that by the way uh for blazers celtics we're taking the over in that game as well that's one game that's going to be getting underway at 3 30 all right we hit a break we come back another half hour in game live keep it here SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm gonna be honest, I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are live right here on The Grid. I tell you, fellas, uh, and this always flies by. It is fun working uh, with this crew. We appreciate everybody behind the scenes uh, as well. Chris, good major mass stepping up. I know uh, the NASCAR genius, Sean Engel, uh, is also uh, back there as well, George Orkin. And he did give us the update uh, that there is a big race going on. It does seem as if there was a big crash involving one of the bigger names in the sport uh, in Kyle Busch. So we hope everybody is okay there. I- now, George, again, I, I mean, you hardly watch the NBA. I can't imagine you ever watch any NASCAR. The one thing I was, though, we were kind of talking about during the break is I do feel like I can name more guys in that sport than I should be able to, considering the fact that I really never watched. Yeah, I guess we hear the news. I mean, I think you brought up an interesting point during the uh, break. We hear the bad news, the crashes, and I think that sticks in your head. This guy got into a wreck, or this thing happened. We certainly remember what happened with the uh, – uh, the garage incident uh, last year, the, uh, last month, that it might have been racist involved with the, the news hanging from the, uh, right, the thing, right, then it right. wasn't. It's normal. I mean, it's just whatever. Uh, stuff that should, shouldn't be going on here. I think those stick in our heads because of that. Yeah, where basketball, sure, I'll, I'll recognize a basketball player's name or two. I'll certainly recognize one of I hear he blew out his knee. You know, so it's bad news that sticks in our head more than good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that is uh, how it will go at times. Um, quickly, uh, an update over on the NBA side of things, 67-65, the Nets lead. The total is up to 226.5, though. Points are starting to come in that game, uh, which is nice to see. That is what we are rooting for, uh, now actually 67-67. And I've also noticed Karis LeVert is scoring a little bit more uh, as well right now, which is good. Uh, We could definitely use a big half number two from Karis LeVert. Last I saw, uh, he was up to 15 points scored. Um, I don't know who had got them to 67, but uh, hopefully, maybe it was Paris Levert. George, on the baseball side of things, I only bring it up because it's plus 730. Because it's a mammoth. It, I mean, it is a mammoth number. And Aaron Judge hit that three-run shot the other night against this Baltimore Orioles bullpen. Ah, I guess you just have to let it go, though, huh? It's 4-1. It's it's. Oh. A, I mean, I can't see the Ra- also the Rays. I, I know they did it yesterday. They were down four one yesterday or three one, whatever it was. It came back. I don't know if I'm going to bank on them doing it 
again. You know, uh, no thanks. Uh, it is what it is. It's a lost weekend for the Rays. Last, last weekend it was the Reds. This weekend it's the Rays that just are going to crush me here. Uh, so it's disappointing. You know, listen, when it comes to the game, I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm not going to win every bet. You know, I just it gets frustrating when you when you lose the ones over and over again and you just don't understand why. You know, how are the Reds? I don't know, how are the Rays losing to the Orioles? How are they getting swept? I have lost every game of this series and several <laughs> other bets along with it. Every game. <laughs> so that's what that's what is uh, is frustrating. I, I kept going back right. as well because I keep telling myself, well, it's the smart play. The smart play is to go back. Yeah. They're still the better team. They're still the better pitching. They're still the better this. You go, I run. You run all the numbers. Everything points to Rays. Rays today. Yeah, my stepfather's happy. He's an Orioles fan. You know, so I don't know, George, like if you ever are having like a, a bit of a of a downstretch in gambling, if you have somebody oh, you yeah. kind of walk it over with. Um, but I do. My my youngest brother. Um, and I'll be like, so what are you doing wrong? He goes, What do you keep doing wrong? And I said, honestly, I've done some stupid things with the lake, but I kind of know that's always gonna happen. So it's not off putting. I all whenever the Lakers lose, I lose a lot of money because I always think they're going to come back. I'm used to that. I said, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Is am I really crazy for thinking that the A's are going to stop a three game losing streak and the, prevent the Mariners from winning a third in a row? Am I crazy for thinking that? Am I crazy for thinking there's no way the Tigers beat Louis Castillo again? And you know, I mean, he he did say to me, he goes, "I get what you're saying, but you're also basically saying." There's no way I lose the bet I already lost again. And yeah, I cut out all this logic. But I think right now the one thing that it, it seemingly is true, George, in baseball, the only way to play these favorites is in the parlays because it takes away the massive juice you need to lay, which is where then it starts to really uh, kind of rip apart the bankroll. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, when you mention someone you can talk to when things aren't going well, I wouldn't say I have somebody that uh, one person every time. It's really who's available that mm. a I think could help. You know, uh, and Cam Stewart last year because Cam and I were doing the shows together. If things weren't going well, there were times things weren't going well, and I'm the same thing I'm asking you know, that you just said about talking to your brother. I'm like, Cam, do you are you am I reading this wrong? I mean, why are the, why are the Orioles beating the Rays? Why are the Tigers beating the Reds? Am I reading this wrong? What am I doing wrong here? And you know, I'm looking for. Oh well, yeah, you, you missed this. Are you doing this wrong? Or he might just say, you know what? I had the same thing. It happens. And most of the time, it is. It just happens. You know, where you just sure. you did everything right, the results came out wrong. And that always happens in yeah. like gambling, DFS, fantasy. You did everything right. You know, everything. All the analysis was correct. But the outcome came up wrong. This is what makes sports great. It's why we, what's the old line here? The game isn't played on paper. But whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to lose some bets. And yeah, you probably should have won. I'll tell you a little weird story about my brother. He's actually a bigger gambler than I am. Uh, he's a strange. My brother's the kind of guy you'd love to hang out with. But watching sports with is different. Because he'll call himself uh, an Eagles fan, actually. A Yankee fan and an Islander fan. But truth is, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the teams. He, he doesn't <laughs> suffer a loss. He doesn't. That's not the weird part, though. When he comes over, you know, he'll come over football Sundays. First off, he brings a coffee, a chocolate shake. I generally have Pepsi here, and he'll have Coronas. And he'll have them all lined up, all four of them, and we're drinking them pretty much all at the same time. You never know what order he's going to go in. You watch this, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? I have a nice, comfortable, sectional black leather couch here he will not sit on. He'll kneel on the hard tile floor. 
I have his computer on the uh, the living room on the uh, the table yeah. there, whatever you call it, coffee table. And he won't be watching. I have three TVs here, and I'll have a uh, the, the red zone on uh, our laptop. But he won't be watching any of them. He'll be watching his laptop and telling me which game to go to. Oh, go to the Dallas game. They're in the red zone. Go to the Green Bay game in the red zone. Go, you know, it's hilarious to watch. The, if you did like a, a documentary just of him while he watches sports, you'd be amazed. Lord knows I don't get it. I'm like, you're a weird, weird dude when it comes to sports. And he, he'll have like really 20 bets on every game. They're all $5 little bets, every prop bet you can imagine. And he'll have them all in a yeah. spiral notebook that he keeps mm-hmm. track of. I'm like, you are nuts. Uh, I, you know what? I'd love to hang out with your brother, though. It sounds like a blast. Um, and the and the funny thing is, though, like and again, now I don't know if I go to that extent, but the one thing that I will do, and it's not like that I bet more than I have, but I will hang on every bet like it's my last dollar because I just want to win. Like I, it's just what it is. So like I'll you know the other night opening night I'm watching Jazz um, Pelicans. Every missed shot, I'm like, where's Rudy Gobert getting that rebound? What's this guy doing? What are you doing clearing out? And, like, my brother's like, listen, if you keep doing this, you're not – I'm not watching games with you. You've got to stop. <laughs> like, it's the first quarter. I'm like, yeah. Um, you know, like, even with those first inning bets that I, that I played today, George, um, I was kind of, like, telling him the other day when I was playing them, I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's so nerve-wracking. Because, like, every single, it feels like, you know, you're kind of in the, the bottom of the ninth with every at-bat. He goes, to you, relax. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm like, yes, it does. What do you mean? And it's just That's just how it is, though, sometimes. I've learned to relax a little bit. Uh, my wife will tell you, well, before we got married, and we've been married almost 20 years, is that uh, I told her, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to bars, I'm not chasing other women, but I do watch the games. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. she understood that. And she'll tell you, because uh, I've calmed down now since I have kids, by the way. That's what really is the big calm down as far as yelling and screaming at the TV and using a lot of four-letter words. I usually don't do that now. Sometimes they do slip out. She's getting a little angry. But for the most part, I don't. But she'll, she'll tell you, you know, that it used to bother her that I would do that. You know, she'd be upstairs, I'd be downstairs, and I'd be angry and yelling at the TV like a lot of guys do. But then she realized, you know, he's home. I don't take the wins or losses out on her. She'll never know if I won or lost unless she asks. And uh, she'll never know if I won or lost. Because uh, once the game's over, the game's over. You know, I, uh, I don't take it out. I learned that fairly from playing when I used to play a lot of hockey, that I would allow myself to be angry or thrilled on the way home that we won or we lost. But once I got home, that game was over. So it's time to be a you know, family man again and go back to being. So I always found that funny that she understood that after a while. I don't take it out on her. I don't take it out on anybody. You know, it's it's my game. It's my it's my decision. As you mentioned, I bet within my means. I am never betting money that I can't afford to lose. Rarely have I ever done something like that. You know, it's to me this is a night out. What I, what would I, I spend if I went out? If I lose a hundred bucks, well, lose hundred bucks. Hey, it's it's dinner. You know, I guess that night I'm having mac and cheese. You know, uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't uh, I don't bet with that uh, outside of my means. I am a family guy. I got to, you know, got to pay the bills here. And usually the betting helps pay the bills for that matter. And my wife is very well aware of that. Generally, I am decent at this where I do uh, end up yeah. on the positive side more than the negative. Last week, hey, as I joked with you, I, I won literally enough to have a happy meal. And I, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. that disaster that happened on Saturday. And I was, by the way, I was thrilled to have that. Because Saturday with you was a disaster. I didn't work out well at all. This week I'll do better, I think, 
Although the Rays certainly heading in the wrong direction right now, but I'll uh, I may be able to afford a, a decent dinner here. As far as yeah. that's concerned, it'll be another plus day. Uh, I think too for us, George, we're gonna just have to come to terms because it's happened both these these weekends. You and I, we just can't both be uh, if we're both on the same obvious baseball favorite. One of us has to do the other favor and back out, and I'll do it, okay? <laughs> because you know what, I'm tired of it anyway. Um, but that's really where we seem to both be getting uh, into a bit of trouble. But they were the uh, right choices. They, it was the right choice. I know it was the right choice. Yeah. Oh, I stand by it 100%. I stand by it. Uh, if I think about another Red Tigers game uh, for the rest of my life, it'll be <laughs> uh, Wizards Nets is 74 74 with four minutes left in the third. 224 and a half is that live total. 8 uh, 6 early lead. Uh, for the Celtics up on the Blazers, 233.5 the live total there, gaining a couple of points, just a couple. Uh, Blazers 9-8. That one just started. Hockey side of things, 4-1 now, Coyote. My goodness, this team uh, looks fantastic. Uh, and then no score yet, uh, George and Bruins Flyers. Yeah, that Coyotes goal, this is the this is the backbreaker. You went within 3-1, you score at the end of the first period, and you let up a shorthanded goal. Can't oh, that no. Shorthanded goal to Mr. Shorthanded. I, I like to do this. I, I told you the other day, like, I have a buddy that, you know, he's a big hockey fan, and occasionally I'll talk some hockey with him. And I'm like, oh, my rule, as if I watch enough hockey to have a rule. But I'm like, oh, my rule is if you get scored on shorthanded, you deserve to lose. And he's like, what do you, like, it's not that easy. And I go, nope, too bad. That's the rule. If you get scored on shorthanded, you're terrible. Okay. Thanks. I kind of agree with you, by the way. I, I, I didn't see the goal, so I don't know what happened there. But you, know, you have a shorthanded goal, especially when you're down 3-1, which means you had the power play. You had a chance to make it 3-2 and get back in this game. And you let it up to Mr. Grabner, who always scores shorthanded goals. Crazy. We are back for the final segment of Endgame Live next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Kevin Walsh here alongside George Kurtz for our final segment of another uh, three hours that flew right on by here uh, on in-game live. Uh, and usually, George, I like to kind of use this segment to get people set up uh, for the rest of the day. I'm just going to quickly read, though, uh, a tweet from Jeff Passan saying the latest round of coronavirus tests from the Cardinals are, uh, in the words of someone with the team, quote, not good. There are expected to be multiple new positive sources tell uh espn so uh that is not good saying the cardinals took more tests this morning uh and results of those should arrive by tonight um he then also said there were a number of inconclusive results among the cardinals yesterday uh and that the team's path forward will be determined by the number of confirmed and new positives uh that'll be coming out today so not great definitely not what we're looking for in terms of trying to salvage a baseball season um we will though you know of course have to follow that one as closely as possible uh and i guess george we can maybe use that as a segue uh as we look at the rest of the games that are available to us today baseball wise anything for you uh we've got rangers giants astros angels dodgers d-backs a's mariners and then the night game red sox all right so i already said i'm gonna be on the yankees again tonight Right, I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna go with the over. That's another beating I've been taking with the Yankees lately. They can score first two innings. They destroy people. Hey, maybe you want to take the first thing the Yankees score run tonight. That might be something I'm. Uh, I'm in on. Uh, I can do that, but I'm not gonna take the over for the game. The Yankees just been disappointing after that. They tend to shut it down. I am somewhat tempted of uh, Clayton Kershaw today, but I wonder if it's gonna be a short outing for him uh, in that Dodger game going up against Kelly and the Diamondbacks. So I'm probably gonna avoid that. Otani, does he bounce back today against the Astros? No, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that either. Uh, I am thinking about the under in the Ranger-Giant game, but I haven't pulled that trigger yet either. Yeah, the baseball uh, night slate is pretty interesting. Uh, the Yankees have looked so good against this Red Sox team that even playing one and a half again for a sweep is not something I'm all that worried about. Uh, it's only minus 116 Vandal Sportsbook. I think that's a pretty uh, good price. Admittedly, though, I don't think there is um, stuff that I feel incredibly strong about. I am very interested, though, to see Clayton Kershaw in his first start of this season. It'll be a game that I am going to follow uh, closely. George, how about 
Uh, on the hockey side of things, number of games uh, that will close out. I'll throw them to you one by one here. Three more games. We'll start uh, Blues Avalanche. Uh, a very, very closely priced game. Minus 115, the Avalanche are favored. Totals five and a half. Now, once again, this is a round-robin game, Blues-Avalanche, not a play-in game. So these games I'm generally staying away from until I can see them for a little bit. Maybe some in-game action here that I can certainly think about here. But other than that, I'm going to pass here. If I was, though, the old, I mean, 5.5, that's the over-under here. I would certainly lean towards the over in this game. Avalanche can score goals, and this is another team that sort of benefits with the pandemic as they had lots of injuries at the uh, when the season shut down here. McKinnon was banged up. Ranton certainly was going to be out for a while. Everyone's healthy now. And that line of McKinnon, Ranton, Landeskog, one of the best in the game. And now Kadri is also back in the second line. The over sort of gives me some uh, some interest here, especially when they're playing on the better ice in uh, Edmonton. Always uh, interested in overs. Uh, we've got the Maple Leafs against the Blue Jackets. The Toronto is the minus 165 favorite. Uh, again, a total of 5.5, minus 110 both ways on that total. Yeah, I kind of uh, like the, I like the Maple Leafs here. I do. I think they're the better team here. I think the Maple Leafs once again. So they get, they're playing on their home ice. They have the same advantage Edmonton has. I know it didn't work out yesterday for Edmonton, but uh, I like the Maple Leafs here. But I would need to find a parlay partner. Minus one sixty five for a team that I'm not a great team is not good. I just think the Columbus Blue Jackets don't have much to. They just don't have anything. Twitterville's done, a, in my mind, a great job with that team to get them this far. They lost Panarin. He goes to the Rangers, having an MVP season. They lose Bobrovsky. Granted, he's been terrible for, for, for Florida, but still, he was their top goaltender there. You're asking a lot for Columbus here to compete with the high-flying offense that the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have here. Probably Toronto, like I said yesterday, they have to come back. You have to back-check and help that defense here. But I like the uh, Maple Leafs in this game. I'll need to find a parlay partner. And this one, I like the over a lot. Once again, it's a high-flying team. Toronto scores goals. They can't stop people from scoring. 5.5, that's low to me. I'm taking the over here big time. Love, love, love overs. Uh, all right, and then in the night game, minus 110 both ways. Uh, we've got, got another 5.5 number here. I like how even everything is kind of in these night games for the most part. Even money to uh, that over five and a half between the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, this is a game I like in a couple of directions here. Uh, I like the Canucks to win the game. I think they're the better team and they're faster. Minnesota is an old team. I mean, Parisi's up there mid-30s. Suter, mid-30s. They haven't played well this season. Uh, Dubnik, who's their starting goaltender, had personal issues this year, and you're probably going to get uh, Stalock as the starting goaltender here. Vancouver, Bose is healthy. Now he's back. Markstrom, who was hurt at the end of the pan, uh, at the end of the regular season, he's back. I like Vancouver a whole lot here. I think they win this game, so I'm definitely taking that minus one ten. I think that's off, and I am toying with the idea of doubling up on them and taking the puck line as well of minus one point five plus two sixty. But the Canucks don't wow. score a ton of goals here. But that line right now is screaming to me to where if I think that the Canucks are going to win the game, I mean, what's the worst case uh, situation? I'm hoping for the empty net goal here, which I might get. Sure. So uh, I'm almost certainly going to have something on that as well. How much, though, will depend on how my day is going. That is a late game. Everything else, for me, should be over by then where I can make that decision. But I like Vancouver both ways, the run line and the puck line. And that's the, then that's the, uh, the reality, though, right, George, of um, kind of knowing how you can split up the unit size. But I think it's a really good point. I'll quickly, guys, run through. 
uh, the back end of the NBA card for you guys. Spurs-Grizzlies is going to be getting underway pretty soon here, 4-10 uh, This is a game where the Grizzlies are three-point favors, uh, three favorites, and I think I like them at that price. Uh, they, to me, looked good in that game against the Blazers. A slow start for them. It gets to overtime okay. Uh, look, the Spurs are definitely more dangerous. God, this feels bad, but they're just more dangerous without LaMarcus Aldridge. They have a higher ceiling without LaMarcus Aldridge, but I'm not sure that repeats itself um, for consecutive games. Kings Magic, I'll take the plus 106 money line here with the Kings. I think we're overreacting to how Orlando looked against uh, what is still a bad Brooklyn Nets team that's right now actually losing uh, to the Wizards. And the Kings, again, that loss to the Spurs, I don't think I'm too much for there. I'll take the plus 106. Bucks Rockets, five-point spread for Milwaukee. This is going to be a superstar-driven game. But that 243, for me, guys, a little too high. I think the Rockets could maybe be a little bit tired after the track meet overtime game that they had to play against the Dallas Mavericks. The Bucks are going to be hungry. I think the Bucks are a team that I could see maybe getting involved with some money line parlays, maybe Bucks-Yankees, something along those lines, if you guys uh, are willing to cross-pollinate. Uh, maybe even taking uh, the Maple Leafs and the Bucks in a cross-sport money line parlay. The more I talk about it, the more I can see myself getting involved uh, in that direction. And then the night game here, uh, not you know, look, I'm not someone that loves to take points if I don't think that a team is going to win the game. But for me, the Suns getting six and a half. I was impressed with what I saw from them in that first game. I know it was the Wizards, but they wanted it more than I expected. And maybe that's on me, but uh, I was still impressed by them. And the Mavericks have to be still completely exhausted from that first game that they had against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, six and a half is a good spot there. I don't want to flirt really with the money line here because I could still see the Mavs pulling this thing out. But I also will play over 235. I know we're talking about the Mavericks being tired, but that's still the team with the number one offensive rating that the, the NBA has ever seen. We saw how much it flew over the last time. The Suns are going to still look to score a lot of points there. So I'll take the Suns uh, with the points as well as the over. Uh, in that game. Uh, and now, George, we can turn our attention for these last couple minutes here back to the live lines uh, right now. The one thing that I'm seeing here, Flyers Bruins still uh, without a goal. The new number uh, is three and a half for that total. Yeah, I mean, a uh, little surprising here, but I'm not, I said, I don't think it's criminally surprising. Boston's a beat up team. I don't think they uh, have their stars playing at optimum level right now. We'll see what that changes here. I'm still not going to – I haven't been able to watch any of the games. So uh, I, ha I haven't been able to make any opinions on it here. But it looks like they're going to go after the first period without a goal here. Maybe that continues. You know, so I would certainly go with the under there if I had a choice uh, or if I was going to make a bet, I would say. So it would be the under in the Philadelphia-Boston game. I still like Philadelphia to win the game. We will, uh, of course, guys um... – well, we're not going to be able to give you guys the update there. That's what I've kind of been used to saying here. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, of course, in those qualifying games. The Orioles are up 5-1. The only benefit there is that we didn't chase it. Uh, Rocky scored first on the Padres, 1-0. Cubs are 1-1 right now against the Pirates. Uh, the Mets have absolutely made no noise. Uh, Twins-Indians is a little bit of a I got it. Let's just call it what it is, George. Boring slate of baseball so far, I would say. I agree. At low, all low scoring. Everything's coming in the under today. I mean, every game. There's not one game that's really all that close to the over. Looks like the Atlanta Braves just scored again. I guess they were trying to shut me up here. But even that only makes it 4 nothing. Freddie Freeman singles in Ronald Acuna, for those who are wondering about that. And it's 4 nothing. Atlanta leads the Mets in top of the eighth. One out, runner on first. 
But other than that, you're right. I mean, six runs, four runs, four runs, three runs, three runs, two, two. So it's been a uh, slow day. And, you know, I haven't done the studying of this, Kevin, but I probably should. Is this normal for a Sunday? Because so many players sit. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if we went back to last Sunday. I'm going to see if I can actually quickly pull this up. Just try and get a, a sense of. Now, you know, I won't be able to give you exact over-unders, but you can kind of at least take a sense uh, of the temperature of, like, how many runs are scored and how that pertains to what typical over-unders are listed at. Uh, let me see. So last Sunday, we had <laughs> the Marlins and the Phillies were playing last Sunday. Uh, that oh, game was 11 Yeah, I know. Uh, 3-2 Tigers, 9-2 Indians, 14-2. No, last, for the most part, I think it was probably more overs than unders. Some blowouts. 14-1 Braves, uh, 14-2 White Sox, 9-2 Indians, 11-6 Marlins. Man, that was a weird game. Cubs won 9-1. It was, you know what, George? Sunday blowouts. And here we haven't seen some teams make some noise. Maybe that's another way to look at it. A lot of run lines maybe uh, on Sundays. But that'll do it for us here, guys, uh, on In Game Live. Again, shout-out to the crew in the back. Metal Matt, not Big Maple Matt, although we always love Big Maple Matt, but Metal Matt. Alongside both Chris and Sean, we appreciate you guys helping us out here. Uh, that is George Kurtz. I am Kevin Walsh. We leave you guys uh, with a packed Sunday slate. The best of luck, uh, best of luck to you guys uh, on those winners, and we'll do it all again tomorrow here on the Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.